0: Welcome back to Austin Found. I'm J.B. Hager. And I'm Michael Barnes. And this is part two with our very special guest, uh, Harrison Eppright, Manager of Visitor Services and Tour Ambassador for Austin. Yeah, for the uh,
2: Visit Austin. Visit for Visit yeah, Austin. Visit Austin, yes.
0: And we're talking about buildings around town. This guy knows everything. If you haven't listened to the last episode, go back and listen to it. The way you rattle off dates is mind-blowing for me, Harrison. You have an incredible memory. Uh, But let's jump right in talking about more buildings around Austin. I think it'll be fun to start with this one for part two, because if you're new to Austin, you see the Sehome power plant, you just see a booming little city. You don't see what was what it once was. So let's start with talking about mm. what you know about our old power plant. Wow. Which we're lucky the, the the structure survived. Yes. That that's a when you look at what's happening around Austin, that's mm. actually quite miraculous that that building survived.
2: I remember and this was really up until 20 years ago. I mean, <laughs> There wasn't that much to downtown. Okay, I I take that back. It wasn't the exciting, vibrant part of Austin that it is today. That area used to be warehouses and abandoned buildings or land that was not well developed. I remember that quite well. I remember when what's now Lady Bird Lake was Town Lake. And there really wasn't much to it. It was uh, used for Aquafest in summertime, uh, lots of erosion, not much in the way of vegetation. No, the Army Corps of Engineers tore down
1: all the trees that were
2: along the river in the
1: 50s for... Flood control, and I never understood that. Uh, that makes no
2: sense. It doesn't. Want we'll to dig into that I mean, on another know, episode? We, we learned that back in elementary school that you know you plant <laughs> trees. That's right for flood control. <laughs> I remember true. the 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 commercial. Uh, well, you know, Smokey the Bear. Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember that there was this commercial about what happens when a forest burns down, and it showed torrential rains. Mm. So, uh, and then and then flooding. So I learned this even just watching TV as a as a seven year old. You knew more than the Army Corps yeah, of apparently Engineers. Apparently, I did. <laughs> you bring up such a good
0: point, Harrison. Because I remember, you know, in the nineties, even uh, as a young adult in Austin. People would be visiting, and they're like, "Well, what on, a, on the weekend? What can we do downtown?" Yeah, well, yeah. There was nothing. No, yeah. there were no there were no humans down
1: mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: I I could walk from one end of Congress to the other, and not pass another person. I, it's, it's hard at certain happened. times of the week.
2: Yes, yeah. I remember how quiet it was. Yeah. Now, unless you were on like East Fourth Street, mm-hmm. let's say in the eighties and the nineties, there was some nightlife down right, there. Right. In the uh, LGBTQ community, a number of clubs down along right. West 4th Street. Yeah. I remember that well. Mm-hmm. And we kind of owned that area. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Because yeah. nobody else wanted it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. yeah, the LGBTQ community deserves a lot of credit in part for, you know, getting people interested in downtown again, revitalizing that's so downtown.
1: True. That's right. Hey,
0: that's and true. I just noticed... They finally got the rainbow crosswalks. Yes, finally. Okay. Well, I'm going to get off yes. on a tangent <laughs> there. Yes. But yes we're yes. back.
1: We were at Sea Home, which
0: yes, is...
2: th- that's why. Tell us and, more uh, about Sea okay, Like, did you go there on a field trip as a kid? Or? Uh, I, I never went to Sea Home. i never, as never a been. Kid. A... I never did. But it was just it was a building that you know no one one didn't think much about. It was uh,
1: which stood out. A, about yeah. it to me was that it was one of the few examples of kind of art deco even yes. though it was not built until the late 40s uh, 1950 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 1950 yeah but it, it, it still had that art deco yes, look It did, and i loved art deco i still yeah. do yes but then it was decommissioned it was
2: empty forever yes it was did you ever go to any parties there when it was empty you know what i think i went to a function there when yeah. it was empty yeah, maybe yeah. the ballet or something like that. Uh, I, anyway, I, I think I think I saw something. I saw something staged there right. in in the fifties, and then you had this dance group that loved to do The aerial stuff. Yeah, th- that's correct. Yeah. That's correct. In fact, wasn't that the Aerial Dance Company? No, it's Blue Lapis. Blue Lapis. I'm sorry.
1: Aerial. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, the aerial dance company is not aerial.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay. They're 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 on the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, I, I remember. I think I saw something like that. Yeah, at yeah. at the I think at I did the too. because I mean they were great at using you know buildings mm-hmm. you know for for their for their dramatic uh, drops. Right. And I can't and, watch them anymore. Yeah. I get.
1: Sympathetic vertigo, and I just go no, (laughs) no, (laughs) no. I close my eyes.
0: Was that uh, with all the development? Was that building in jeopardy of
2: being entirely demolished? Do you recall? I. I'm thinking that there were two minds about that building. I'm, I'm just relying on lonesome memory right here. I know that there were those folks who wanted to see the building saved. And then there were those who said, oh, just just tear it down. There's nothing significant about this right. building whatsoever. And, and there were
1: lots of projects. Uh, announced, you mm. know, it was gonna be a museum, it was yes. gonna be an aquarium, it was mm. gonna be a cultural center, it was gonna mm. be a lot of things, and it ended up being a, a health insurance company's offices right now. Well and now there's dialogue about the little pump station building I think they across the street. Isn't it going be a cafe? To- Part of it, yes. something yeah. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they've just decided that, mm-hmm. you know, recently yes. so after that, talking about it, that for decades, mm-hmm. too. So that, but they, that they, will live on in some capacity. They they knocked down the green water treatment plant, yes, they did, and there was nothing lost there. And they preserved the trees, yes, that's a big was fight good. about that. That was good. So, what's some other buildings? Let's,
0: uh, let's, if you're a Longhorn fan if, of, of Longhorn football, you've probably spent an afternoon at Schultz Garden.
2: <laughs> yes, that's right. The the oldest, if I'm right, the oldest bar operating bar in Texas. For the whole state. Yes. That I did not and, and, know. And and you can still you can see that German architecture outside when you when you go to Schultz. A, a great place to hang out, to have a beer. I think the food has improved. It really wasn't very German <laughs> for a long I, time. It's more German today well, than it was when I was a younger man. The the people who took over
1: the the food there was Frank. Yes. And they started out at the old boathouse on Colorado. Oh boy. Yeah. Yes. But Frank specializes in kind of Sausages and yeah. things that are that are
2: Germanish yes. or German. Yes, and then there's the little Sanger Hall next that, door. That's correct. That's correct, and that is a great place to go. Um, I would like to participate at some point in singing down mm-hmm. there. Uh, they have an old-fashioned bowling alley right. as well. It is still – Schultz Beer Gardens is still a great place where politicians hang out. I think it is still a democratic stronghold,
0: <laughs> Schultz Beer Gardens. Is right? Is that where the business I, gets done?
2: Yes. I remember the days of Larry Bale and uh, <laughs> Francis the, Farenthold. Yeah. Yes. They rewrote the Texas Constitution there. Really? Right. Back in yeah. the 70s. The, back in the 70s. In the days of Price Daniel Jr. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right, which – I remember, uh, of course, the it was put before the voters, and the voters rejected it, which is why we still have this oh, creaky old constitution, the most amended constitution ever. <laughs> and we just what the 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 citizens of Texas voted on what eight more amendments to this constitution. So it's the it's the thickest constitution, <laughs> state constitution in the United States. And is still an antiquated document. Very, yes, <laughs> and, and not in a good way. <laughs> no, the, no, 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 not at all. Not, not, not antiquated in the way, in the good way that Schultz is. Yes, <laughs> but yes, Schultz Beer Garden. I, I went to many. I've, I've given some presentations at mm-hmm. Schultz for history mm-hmm. and uh, for the, the archivist. And that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a great group. Yes, but. I like them. And they do something like every three years. Mm-hmm. So I guess something's coming up in 2022. I think they're called Central Archivists of Central Texas or something yes. like that. That's a great yes. group. Let's yes. talk about the tower. Okay, then the University of Texas Tower. <laughs> yes, designed by Paul Krett. Mm-hmm. and Paul Cret was responsible for many many uh buildings uh throughout the United States he was french educated he designed the buildings that you see on the that would be the south mall i believe he designed those buildings with their uh spanish tile design spanish tiles the exteriors are Limestone and seashells, mm-hmm. things like that. So, the buildings along that South Mall, for instance, as well as the UT Tower, a tower which, by the way, J. Frank Dobie did not like. No, he didn't like it at all. No, uh, he, he, he suggested that the tower be laid horizontally. <laughs>
1: So, so here's here's our, our great folklorist who hated <laughs> yeah. towers, yeah. and then they go and name a tower after him, the Doby Mall. That's correct. That, that, that's like a poke in the eye. That's there, correct. he was that's he correct. was gone by then. But yes. he hated towers. Well, he didn't feel like you know that he liked the low skyline mm-hmm. with the capitol mm-hmm. dominating everything uh-huh. and which there was a lot of that around Austin in general right that know, the capitol the, should be the should be the that's prominent. what they, they thought not today know? i'm sorry no and you know <laughs> the capitol was very commanding it was certainly the largest building in texas and the largest in this part of the country when it was built mm-hmm. and he comes from that era i mean he Ooh. was born in the 19th century so yes he he remembers it that way and like all Austinites it was best when he arrived here yes. so.
0: <laughs> you know you got you guys are the perfect two to elaborate on something because uh, as we sit here today we're in the statesman building which is our last month here more nostalgic for Michael than myself oh, it's only a been a couple bit. years for me <laughs>
1: Thir- thirty two for me <laughs> a few
0: decades for for Michael I remember when the statesman moved
2: here yeah
0: right yes uh, so there's a lot of discussion that I, I can't uh, uh, properly explain about the Capitol Corridor. The reference, uh, and maybe you get you guys can explain that. That's the unobstructed view mm-hmm. of the Capitol Building from the south. Yes, which buildings are going up? They're going to come up and, and, and go in that view. Can you elaborate that on a little bit? A little bit on
2: the, the Capitol Corridor and what that was. It's one of the few. You could say corridors that provide, maybe the only one that provides a a relatively unobstructed view of the Capitol. There was a time, well, if you're on Congress Avenue, well, okay, okay, I guess I'll back up and I'll say that. There was a time when you came into Austin, you came in on I 35 and you saw. For the longest time, only the state capitol building and the UT Tower. That's right. That was our skyline. Mm -hmm. Then in 1965, 1966, along came the Westgate building. Mm. And that so that was a third building. And there was a lot of controversy about the Westgate because of its height and its closeness to the state capitol building. That, like, if you're coming in on... Uh, West Fifteenth Street or Infield to West Fifteenth Street. Well, then part of the Capitol is blocked by the West Gate. Right. You know. And so the thought was, and
1: Gonzalo Barrientos, the state senator, was the one who authored the legislation, the original le- legislation, that there would be views yes. from different points that were considered iconic. And so it's not just the South View. It's different views. Mm-hmm. And what developers learn to do is build in a way that that they could be legal, have a building be angled or have yes. a building be... A lot of buildings are being... Uh, towers are being built on low land so that they, they're they not completely obstructing the Capitol. Mm-hmm. If you go along Nueces Street, for instance, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of new towers mm-hmm. along there, mid-rise. But they don't block the view. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like what they have in D.C., uh, where everything there absolutely cannot be over a certain number of stories. Mm -hmm. But here it's just the
2: developers and the architects have to get creative about not obstructing views. Mm, That's right. Because there were some buildings that were constructed in the 1970s, tall buildings along Congress Avenue, and they're not set back from the street no. at all; uh, they're just right up there at the street, Congress Avenue. But uh, but then, starting in the 1980s, thanks to Gonzalo Barrientos and other concerned citizens of Austin and preservationists, that that they came across this they decided that yeah, you could have your tall buildings, but let's build them back from the street. And so that's why you had a lot of buildings built in the nineteen eighties and nineties that have atriums. <laughs> that have atriums. Hmm. Like you look at the well, one American Center for Correct, instance. Right. Or you look at you look at the Compass Bank building or one eleven Congress Avenue. That's right, or the building that's right across the street from that, which I can't think of the name of right now. So, but it has an atrium, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes.
1: Because they would put the atrium closest to the street, yeah. So that, and then the tower would be behind it,
2: yes. So Mm. that,
1: you know, all those things along that national historic district, the facades have to be only a certain number of stories high, but only at yeah. the
2: sidewalk level that, that's correct <laughs> you move back a few feet you can go yeah up. exactly wow. yeah the frost bank building like a frost tower okay that's okay. right yeah which by the way was the first skyscraper completed in america after 9 11. i didn't know that and it opened in 20 in 2003 and it was dominant in 2003 yes. and
0: now it's <laughs>
1: just you can't see it from any direction
0: it, <laughs> i it's so amazing to me it's mind-blowing Maybe before you leave, I should ask you about your, your your favorite new buildings. I think that would be a nice thing. But uh, let's let's go back to some of your
2: uh, historic coverage of buildings. How about anything at Saint Ed's? St. Ed's is very interesting, uh, it too, located on a hill. At one time, it seemed that all of our institutions for higher learning were on a hill. Uh, even the old Samuel Houston College, which was located at East 12th and what used to be known as East Avenue, that's on a hill. Uh, I mentioned Tillotson. That's on a hill called Blue Bonnet Hill, excuse me, the University of Texas on a hill, Uh, St. Edwards on a hill in South Austin. When St. Edwards was organized or opened its doors, it was like four and a half miles south of Austin because they figured and it was to be a school to train young men for the ministry, and they wanted these young men to be away from temptation. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> we can go all sorts of ways there, which we want, but they said, temptation of women.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's interesting when you now you remind me of something when I think about St. Ads, which I live, very, I live very close to that. And uh, Houston Tillotson, and remind people that they're new here, like Concordia cashed out. Yes. And, yes. And moved out into yes. the burbs. Yes. Do you think we'll ever Beautiful. see that with anybody? Churches are doing it.
2: Yes, they are. They're cashing out. Many going churches to the burbs.
0: have done it. Do you think we'll see any other school? I don't
2: think we will. Like I can't imagine I what
0: like that Houston Tillotson no.
2: property is mm-hmm. worth, but then mm-hmm. the history, like yes. it has to be preserved. Yes, it does. And and the Houston Tillotson now Houston Tillotson University mm. campus is located on the what used to be the Tillotson College campus. Mm, yeah. And there are two buildings on that campus that were built in the time when it was the Tillotson College, mm-hmm. and the Ira Evans Hall and the Albert and Louise Vier Hall buildings. Both of those buildings are listed in the National Register of Historic Places mm. on the, this little 24-acre campus. And since you brought up St. Ed's, one thing
1: we should remind uh, our listeners is that the the main building at UT used to be in a very similar Gothic Revival style, yes, yes, built by Abner Crook. yes, and it was there from the 1880s through the 1930s. I, I think the tower is 1938, yeah. And so they had a beautiful ornate yes. main building uh, as well, and they tore it down. Southwestern Georgetown they kept theirs, yes. St.
2: Ed's kept theirs. Yeah, they kept theirs, which, which and, and theirs theirs was rebuilt because because there was a fire. There was a fire that destroyed the original Gothic building. And so their building was rebuilt, I think, 1903, I believe Mm. it was. And the architect of that building... Was the same architect for Saint Mary Cathedral? Oh wow! Clayton. Nicholas Clayton. Yes, I, he was an Irish Irishman. Nicholas Clayton did a lot of work in Galveston. That's correct. That's correct. The the bishop's palace mm-hmm. uh, in Galveston. Sure, but yes, Nicholas Clayton, uh, the the cornerstone for Saint Mary's was laid in, I think, 1872, and their building dates from, what, 1884, I believe, Mm -hmm. 1884, 1885, and then Nicholas Clayton designed the original building, uh, administrative building for St. Edward's when their original building burned, Mm -hmm. but then Clayton designed the replacement building. And they used to have over 300 acres of land. Mm-hmm. They had a dairy farm as well. This was to be a, a self-sustaining right. uh, institution. Oh, I Go should ahead. say this one more thing, too. Sure. Speaking of ornate buildings, the, the campus of Tillotson mm-hmm. had an ornate building. Also, the original Allen Hall. Right, right. And the original Allen Hall was designed by Jasper Preston. Some they just keep linking back together yes. again. <laughs> and some—that's right. And some say that that Driscoll was so impressed with what Jasper Preston did with that building that he decided to hire him. To design the Driscoll Hotel. Wow. Yes. You know, we haven't talked about is the governor's mansion. Yes, that's true. Another old building, uh, <laughs> one of our oldest buildings in the city, and an Abner Cook building. Abner, and yeah. we should explain to
1: listeners, uh, we've done this before on the show, but he was not truly an architect in the way that we think about him. He was a master builder. Yes. And he worked from patterns, from pattern books, but he did them masterly. <laughs> so, the, yes. I mean, people... All through Austin's history Have recognized the value of his Buildings I think because They preserved you know Several of the houses Um, There's Woodlawn or Pease Mansion That's right and then there's The one over in West Campus Yes
2: which name is now the, the Neil Cochran, the Neil
1: Cochran House. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked about that on this show, and there are a couple of other Abner Cook buildings. Yes,
2: even he, he even designed a building or two on Congress Avenue, mm-hmm. uh, the in the nine hundred block of Congress Avenue. Uh, one of the buildings in the nine hundred block of Congress was designed by Abner Cook or built by Abner Cook. Oh, of course, too on West Sixth Street, the old. Federal courthouse building, mm. which is of a, a Italian design where our old friend William Sidney Porter was tried for helping himself to some money that wasn't in his account. <laughs> um, that was the old federal courthouse building. It's in an mm-hmm. Italian style, while well, Abner Cook supervised wow. the, the the design, the the building, the construction of that building. And
1: that's now the Texas State University System yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful building. It yes, doesn't get it enough is. attention.
2: Yes, that's right. And at one time, the University of Texas on that building as well. Mm-hmm. And I think even, I think Abner Cook even designed the building that's a little further down from there, which is uh, a Greek column. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Greek or Roman column yeah. building, uh, which that used to be the post. That was a courthouse at one time. That used to be the post office. I right. remember when that was the post office downtown Wow! until the 1960s. Cool. That's right. How is our that one downtown
0: post office still
2: holding out
1: with the big parking lot? Oh, no, no. It's, 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 it's gone. It's gone. Well, I mean, the building is still there. They're going to build on it. But the uh, the federal government no longer owns that land. Oh, okay. it's, it's going to be developed. It's going, it's was, on the they list. have the tiny little little post office in 823 yes, Congress Avenue that's now right. that's like smaller than the 7-Eleven next door. Okay. Yes. So post offices, they're not building them to be impressive <laughs> anymore. No, no, but they, they did, did save that old post office yes, on 6th Street. The the ones with the columns when yes. they built the Indeed Tower behind yes. it. Which yes, I was they so did.
2: That they say. Yes, it. they did. Mm. And at one time that was also the Claudia Taylor Johnson right. Hall as well, the UT Connection. Right. Also, right. but I remember when that was the post office uh, downtown. Our mutual friend
1: Charles Pivoto. Yes. Uh, he's always worried about some building might might something might happen to it. Mm. I remember when he called me and said, Michael. I'm worried about Claudia. Mm -hmm. Who is Claudia? Who's talking about the (laughs) Claudia Johnson, (laughs) Taylor Johnson building? I'm worried about Claudia. Yeah. I can't imagine the phone calls you get.
0: Probably you get them too, Harrison.
2: (laughs) Oh, when the Austin Visitor Center moved to East 6th Street into the old Morley Brothers drugstore building, which by then it was the Grove drugstore building, uh, the building with the iconic uh, neon sign with the apothecary jar. Well, when the Visitor Center moved into that building, I mean, the sign was altered only in that the name Austin Visitor Center was placed over the sign that once said Grove Drugs. I got an irate call from a person (laughs) who castigated us for desecrating an iconic neon sign and before i could explain that the original sign is still there but just covered with the visitor center she hung up yeah uh. you know they they like to people will call you up or they will they will send you an email or they'll leave a
1: voicemail that That's for right. years and years and years it was like they'll leave a voicemail at three in the morning knowing you're not there and you're not exactly. going to pick up right. it's cowardly but I've it's gotten hundreds cowardly. of those complaints that that were late at night yeah you it's know.
2: extremely cowardly yes yeah
1: but we have a lot of people with strong feelings about the buildings here in town yes. and. That's a good thing in the long run because it means more preservation yes but uh, oftentimes to get caught up in the details like yes. you know what color is the neon on the sign yes. we're preserving yes. or something.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> hey, on that note we're gonna wrap up this episode. Harrison Epright it is such a pleasure having you on and, great and, and, just, and just hearing you you two go back and forth about <laughs> buildings is, is, is mind-blowing. Can we have you back on the show down the road? In Anytime. A, in, in, in months to come. That's great. Anytime. Yeah, I, I would really,
2: really love that. And how can people reach you? Okay, they can reach me at the Austin Visitor Center. My business email address is H that's H E P S and Peter, P S and Paul, R I G H T, at visitaustin.org.
0: All right. And before we let you go for this time, do you have a favorite new building in Austin with all these going up? And we've got that like 30 amazing. in the works. Oh, my word. I,
2: where do we start? I love the public library. Oh, there you I, go. I, I, feel, I feel like a small town booster. Hey, we got our new library. You ought to go check it out. With a
0: six-story library. It really is an amazing I just, place. I
2: can't talk enough about it. Can you imagine the, the younger Harrison walking into that building at eight years old? The, the, the younger Harrison would be even more overblown by that building than he was when he first walked into the old Austin Public Library, which is now the Austin History Center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would be just even just speechless. Yeah. If you haven't tough. been
0: to our central library, yes. go, go for a cup of coffee, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. It's Overlooking amazing. Lady Bird Lake. It's beautiful. Yes. All right, Harrison again, yes. what a pleasure to have you on the show. We're gonna do it again down the road. Please. I promise. All Anytime. right. We'll wrap this up for today. So thank you, thank you for tuning in. Thank you again for joining us. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate everyone listening to Austin Found. Happy
1: Trails.